Sock Talk with Stove and Wally. My name is Stove. My co-host is Wally. Introduce yourself, Wally. Hello, everybody. Very nice, Wally. Short and to the point. Much like, um, well, I don't have a proper segue for that. So let's just push. <laughs> straight, straight into it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no foreplay. Yeah, never. No, I'm. Uh, I'm very tired, so that was a very histor- hysterical laugh there, so I apologize for that. But yes, let's push on through, as they say. Um, so, Wally, what's been going on with you this week? Taking its toll already, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah, I feel you, brother. I feel you. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Um, as an Arsenal fan, I bet uh, I-, I bet these past couple of days have been kind of rough. These past couple of weeks have been uh, a couple of rough. Pretty rough. <laughs> I would bring that even further back. I think you're being generous, but yeah. Past, this past decade has been uh, troublesome, to say the yeah, least. Literally, though. That's actually accurate. Last decade. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll get into all that, though. Have no fear. Stolven Wally are mother effing here. So let's uh, let's get started, Wally. How about we... Uh, how about we flip it around? Why don't we start in the land of cannolis, pizza... Uh, and fine women, otherwise known as Italy. Are you okay with that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Much. And you know what? I don't waste any more time. Let's get right into our match of the week. So uh, we said it was going to be uh, AC Milan against Roma at the Stadio Olimpico. Uh, final score. So no spoils these, Wally. Uh, well, I'll spoil it. 2-1 Roma. Uh the both, I mean, Jekyll got one, and the second one, I'm, uh, I'm blanking now. Uh, oh, the left-footed uh, Ziallo? What's his name? <laughs> no, not Zaniolo. There you go. Back, close enough. And then for uh, for Milan, who got the goal? Uh, Theo Hernandez with a big, big deflection. Oh, for real? Um, Okay, yeah. we'll get into that. So, uh, first off, well, I'll give you some of my thoughts on the game. So, uh, actually, before that, any uh, starting lineup surprises? Anything uh, like that, formation-wise, uh, tactics-wise? Well, starting again this game is Rafael Leao instead of uh, Piontek. Um, big, big call in a big game. 19, 20-year-old uh, starting ahead of the more experienced player. Um, defensively, pretty well what they've done so far, uh, up to now. No real, um, like no real significant changes in terms of the lineup. Okay. Uh, Roma, on the other hand, they've been in a extreme like injury crisis. Um, they're, they're playing their center back, uh, Mancini. He's playing center defensive mid alongside the uh, Veretout. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jekyll was playing with a face mask. Uh, yeah, it kind of looked like Bane there. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. looks very cool. Um, I think he broke his jaw. Um, Jeez. A couple of weeks ago, he was, he was supposed to be out still. Uh, he came on actually midweek in the Europa League as well. 
Um, but yeah, um, so kind of Roma in a, in a crisis right now. Uh, no real attackers left or too many midfielders. But um, they take the initiative in this game. I mean, uh, Milan and Roma both started off pretty well. Okay. Um, Leal, Leal, uh, and he has been threatening from games uh, that he's that he's starting uh, so far. Um, Paqueta actually opens the scoring in this game, although it's ruled off for offside, um, slightly offside. Oh yeah, great pass uh, though. Yeah, the Roma Roma defense like credit to them to to be uh, in line there, but uh, and a nice finish too actually. Oh, it really was. It took slaughtered. it time, right? On the left foot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nicely, Lancey taken, unfortunately for him. He does not open his account for the year. No. Um, but it was it was kind of like a lot of half chances uh, the first first half. Uh, not much going on. Um, Milan, again, looked pretty suspect offensively. Um, and they, they did so on, on, the, on the corner, leading to the the first goal, Jacko is left all alone. I mean, there's literally nobody marking him. Uh, Kessie is left to, to mark him, but he just loses his man. Uh, it deflects off of yeah, because it comes in more they... first post, right? And then it gets redirected uh, to the second post. Yeah, I forget who it comes off of, yeah. but uh, right place, right? Yeah, time. I mean, but kind yeah, of yeah. very pathetic defending. I mean, wow, like. Oh, but that's it. That's it. Uh, like nobody, nobody marking him, um, and it was like that on so many set pieces during this mm-hmm. game for for me. Oh, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, it's it's not good enough. That's for sure. I mean, uh, I don't forget to, but Smalling has a hell of a crack on a on a corner kick coming oh, in. Yeah. Jeez, man, I thought he, <laughs> I thought he broke the net. Man, he didn't even hit the net. But man, he would have shattered that thing. He he definitely should have scored that one. I mean, he gets like a, a running oh jump. My God, yeah. And, uh, nobody, nobody's even close to, to getting close to him, <laughs> basically. No, no, no. It's a, it's a very impressive header. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw him there, I'm like, ah, oh. I'm like, that's where Chris Smalling has been. I, I, yeah. and I knew, like, I knew he left, but I completely forgot about him. Like, he's just so far out of my mind. Like, I don't know. I'm so used to seeing Lindelof and Maguire and. I uh, man, I, I saw him there. I'm like, oh, like so he's still playing, huh? Like interesting. Yeah, apparently uh, he's been doing extremely well. I'm pretty sure they're gonna try to make his move permanent. Um, I mean, he he's actually looked. I've seen a couple of games. He's looked very impressive, actually. I don't um, doubt it. He's oh, a decent I... center back. He's a thick kid. Is he, you know, he is. He is. And uh, you know, in Serie too, like it's a lot less physical, uh, less less fast paced. Oh. He, he's like pretty accustomed to the intensity of it, so this kind of seemed easier, and it's much more tactical for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so I, there's a bit more to think about, but um, but credit to him, he's uh, he's looked pretty pretty good uh, in their defense. Yeah. Um, just before, wow, I'm already boring you. I see. No, sorry that that uh, that wasn't me. That was uh, a tired squirrel walking by. Oh, okay, I see we're just um, recording outside, or you just keep squirrels coming in. The... 
It's is that, is that what's going it's a nonsense hour, Wowie. Get used to it and carry on. Fair enough. Well, uh, just before actually the half, Pastore has a big, big chance. Okay. Um, Joe stands up extremely well. It kind of hits him like on the shoulder slash face. Um, it should have been two nothing up at this point. Credit mm-hmm. uh, Donnarumma for keeping them in it. Um, Ozen, that they go in at the at the break one nothing. Uh, speaking of Donnarumma, yeah. if you don't mind me jumping in here. Um, yeah, my word, he's a thick young lad. I always pictured him <laughs> I, in my head. I, I knew he was tall, but I never pictured him being that big. Like, yeah, he's a thick boy. Well, thicker than a snicker, he's thicker, he's thicker well, than he's a few a, Snickers. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a thick beard, too. Yeah, I think he's still only 20 years old. I've been talking about him for like five years now. Yeah, let me let's see how old he is. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was looking at him like my word. I'm like, who'd you eat? Jeez. Yeah, he's uh, he's 20 years old. I think he ate his brother, who's on also on the team. Yeah, well, that's he's, uh, he's the, third, the third choice goalie. He's, uh, is that Antonio Donnarumma? Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Like apparently there was the deal to take Donnarumma to Milan, or no, to to sign his contract, and it was to also have the brother join him. No. And, and if you look at a at a picture of him, they look exactly the same, same beard style too. It's actually ridiculous. Can you tell me? Uh, can you tell me where Donnarumma was born in Italy? Which one? Um, am I? Is this a guess? Like, am I supposed to guess, or will I know? No, uh, it would be a hard guess. Mm. Well, I'm looking at the information now, so <laughs> can't really. Uh, what do you? What do you have really there? Give so Castellamare <laughs> di Stabia. Yeah. I thought that was a funny name, Castellamare di Stabia. I'm like, oh boy. I'm like, well, he's for sure not getting that. I know. Why would I? I don't even no, know you that. haven't heard of that. No, that's a give me a second. All right. So uh, I just want to kind of just jump in there and talk about that thick boy in nets. But uh, yeah, a great stop on the Pastore uh, is uh, now this equalizer for Milan comes fiftieth of fiftieth ish uh, minute in the second half, right? Uh, roughly, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, it's actually in Naples, actually. Oh, yeah. This, uh, yeah, interesting. Anyways, back to yeah, uh, it comes around like the 50th minute mark. Um, Theo Hernandez, I forget somebody, I think it was, uh, I think it was Calabria who, who, who comes in for Conti, who had a horrible first half, uh, the right back. Um, he comes in, Calabria crosses. All the way to Tio Hernandez takes it, <clears throat> takes it down extremely well. Actually, fun fact: he doesn't take it down at all. He touches it with his left; it stays in the air, and he volley half volleys it with his right. Yeah, well, he, he does take it down. It, I mean, he's not shooting it in the air. No, but time. that touch was. Uh, I'll just take. I'm just yeah, taking offense to uh, takes it down because he certainly did not. Okay, he, he controls it extremely well. Uh, yeah. 
That was that was pretty cool. The fact that it didn't touch the deck. Onto his right yeah. foot. Onto his right foot. And now I remember who it deflects off of. It deflects off of uh, Chris Smalling, actually. Mm. Um, but, uh, I mean, not really much he could do. He puts pressure on him right away with his right foot. He smashes it. Pretty much no real chance for uh, for Paulo Lopez and Nets. Okay. Credit to, to get themselves back into the game. But uh, almost immediately, uh, Roma retake the lead. This time, horrible defending by Calabria, who gives it right to him. Um, I mean, I think it's it's Jekyll who who passes it on to Zaniolo, Zaniolo who dummies some guy out of the way, and uh, left-footed strike. Donnarumma has no chance; he doesn't even move. I think he's kind of blocked by the defenseman. Um, they take a pretty pretty well-deserved lead, uh, Roma. I mean, they're they're by far the more the more threatening side. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I mean, afterwards, at this point, there wasn't too much else going on after. A um, couple of half chances. Um, Zaniolo picking up an injury. Spinazzola picking up an injury. So uh, Roma's uh, crisis continues. Their, um, their staff is looking thinner and thinner at this point. But... Uh, it just, I don't know, uh, Milan, again, defensively, they just looked all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, I was very disappointed with their uh, set-piece marketing. I'm, uh, marking, sorry. Uh, <laughs> their set-piece marking. Uh, that's what I meant to say. I just thought, because even, even poor teams can have decent defensive set-pieces. Like in terms of organization and discipline, that you don't need talent for that. So I'm thinking, man, if they can't even defend a corner right, what chance do they have going forward defending an open play? Like, you know, I mean, if you can't get the basics down, like, it just it must be very discouraging to see. I mean, something as common as defending a corner, uh, just incapable look like. Yeah, it's uh, it's rudimentary things of just picking up your guys, uh, being fully concentrated, pretty much on the most dangerous. Of times, mm-hmm. um, and simple things like that where they're not getting right. Um, obviously, now a new, ma- another new manager coming in, implementing maybe different tactics. Maybe he's, he's wanting man marking or he's wanting zonal marking on corners and set pieces, but um, not looking extremely good for Milan. Uh, Roma looking pretty decent. Uh, they fired themselves up to fifth in the league, actually. They've only lost one game so far. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent. Pretty decent indeed. Although they have, they have uh, tied uh, four games, but still, keeping the pace uh, with uh, Atalanta and Napoli in third and fourth. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's kind of... Uh, do you remember where we put them at the beginning of the year? Or, uh... Roma? Yeah, probably probably third or something, no? Uh, no, no. Roma no, third, fourth, maybe. No, I, I put them maybe fifth or sixth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember I put Inter, uh, Inter and Juve up there. I forget and Napoli. Uh, I guess. I, yeah, I guess it must have been fourth. Then I guess maybe Milan fifth with Lazio creeping in, Atalanta 
Uh, mm. Yeah. Interesting. 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 So uh, yeah, let's keep it going. I mean, uh, um, here I'm just curious. Here, did Antep play on the weekend? I know they played today, right? Parma. Yeah, they played Parma, and um, no, no, on the on the Saturday. Uh, man, this was yeah, actually they, they played today game. as well. They played Brescia today. Yeah, they, they want they today play Saturday to Saturday and Monday. Well, you guys playing tomorrow. What? Yeah, but Saturday and Monday, that's like unheard of. Saturday, Monday, and you was playing. Well, you played Saturday or Sunday? No, but hold on. Uh, Inter Parma was on Saturday, and now they play Brescia on, uh, on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tuesday. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm like, Saturday and Monday is like against the law. Like, I don't even think you could do that. Unless you're in England during that festive break. Mm, I see, I see. Okay, so let's move on to Inter Parma. Uh, so Inter dropped points the same time that uh, Juventus yeah. dropped points. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Padma, actually, man, they could have stolen it a couple times. Um, they're on loan player, Jan Caramo. Uh, very impressive display. Um, pretty solid defensively, too, Padma. I mean, the goals uh, for Inter coming by uh, Tantreva. Massive deflection. Oh, massive deflection. Um, no, a massive deflection, indeed. Actually, takes two two deflections off of a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes back. I mean, Seppo was going to save it because you see him; it's going right into his hands, and then uh, gets diverted. Um, then Inter, uh, sorry, Inter. Um, a couple minutes later, Caramo uh, equalizes. A couple minutes after that, Trevino takes the lead, and. Um, they looked very good on the counterattack. Super, super pacey, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of all over the place. Um, they got themselves with a lead again at the San Siro. Last year, they actually won there. Uh, very impressive uh, by Padma. It was one of their best games I've actually seen them play this year. Uh, unfortunately, right after halftime, Lukaku scores... How does he score this one? I'm blanking. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see that? Did you watch I, that? I don't Was this the one where he takes it in his stride with his back to goal and then finishes with his right? No, that was that last, was last week. week than, uh, this one, I'm not sure how Lukaku scores, actually. Oh, oh, oh this one. Um, Andreva crosses it mm-hmm. in. And uh, I still don't know. Because... It looked like he was completely offside. And the lines they were showing were showing him offside. The commentators, too, were wondering, like, but those lines are showing him offside. I don't understand. Uh, to me, uh, I'm still wondering because I-, I was shown a couple of times and the lines weren't exactly well, very accurate. You know those know. lines mean nothing, uh, Bali. You know better than that. I, they're just blurred lines, man. See, uh, it's the definition, literally. Um, anyways, they, they end up equalizing. Um, but yeah, Inter dropping points just like Juve. So uh, the, the title race continues to, uh, you know, make us wait 
to see who is who's gonna take. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, very very fortunate for Juventus that obviously they go a row on the road to Lecce and, and they tie. Um, very fortunate that Inter don't get the win there. Uh, I mean, they you know really could have put some pressure on them there. Juve. No, well, I meant like because Inter, like because Juve dropped points, like this was uh, a golden opportunity for Inter to make up for the the loss, basically. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They don't do that. However, at least today they did get that win versus Brescia, so they did get. Uh, they are in the lead now. They have a two point gap with uh, Juventus having a game in hand, obviously playing tomorrow. So, uh, you know, yeah. um, playing a Genoa team who, uh, right off of a. A win with their new manager, Thiago Motta. Um, for those of you who don't know, Thiago Motta, former Inter player. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's going to help out their, his former team. Uh, but uh, yeah, the pressure's on Juve now. To, it's always harder, I find, once you know the team has already played and you're, you're just, you know, you're playing the next day and like there's much more added pressure on you. Um, I mean, for, for good reason. You don't want to slip up and lose the piece. Yeah, uh, and not to bit. mention when you look at the table, you phys- like you visually see it like you're you're not in first anymore. You know what I mean? Like someone's ahead of you now. It's not just like oh well, if they win, they'll be ahead of us. Like you see it, you're second in the table. You know. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's actually, good news for Juve. Ramsey is back in training. Yeah. Better news for Juve. Ronaldo's playing tomorrow. Oh yeah, but that was you know probably uh, gonna happen. Well, anyway. <laughs> I think they learned their lesson for resting Ronaldo. But yeah, let's talk about Juve. So uh, contrary to other weeks, I really don't have much to say. I mean, no Ronaldo, no party. I, I didn't see any highlights. I didn't watch the game. I, uh, no, I, I watched most of the game. Just listen. Obviously, I mean, obviously with Ronaldo going there, a lot of eyes have been brought. New eyes have been brought to Juventus. Mainly, mainly mine. Like week in, week out. And man, he's on the lineup. Away at Lecce, oh boy! Um, on a Saturday morning here, and you know, on this side of the pond, I mean, mine. You would have had to pay me to watch this full game. So uh, I didn't see it all, but what I did see was just not really the most entertaining game. Uh, I take a final score of one to one with both penalties. Kind of, uh, you know, backs up my point. They scored a penalty uh, as well. Uh, uh, Mancosu, your boy Mancosu scored a penalty. Uh, Wait, what do you mean? By your boy, your boy, because uh, you confused them with uh, Matteo Mancozu. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, my boy? I demand a paternity test. <laughs> yeah, how is this guy my boy? He's, only... he's, uh, he's your okay, your daddy, your daddy Mancozu. He's he's cool. Oh, call him daddy. Um, nope. So yeah, then Dybala, Dybala gets his penalty as well. Uh, you've actually had a few chances to take the lead, but uh, even watching it, I kind of got the sense like, in like, in, they seemed urgent, like they were pushing. But myself, I was kind of all worried. Uh, the game ended, and I was I wasn't really that mad. It was just like, okay, like yeah, these, these things happen. I didn't really care. I don't know what it is. If it's just uh, kind of taking Serie A for granted, or just assuming, well, listen, it's a long season, they're gonna blow them out the water anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think they're gonna have it. You know, they're away uh, every single week. I just think, I don't know. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, 
you can't think too much, like not give enough credit to these these teams, uh, even uh, Serie A B teams who've come up to Serie A. I think it, this year it's a much much more um, competitive uh, season, um, a bit much more like the Premier League. Uh, I mean, we, we saw it even with with. Uh, But Napoli, away at Spal, they tied 1-1. I mean, uh, I don't know what's going on with them, but they keep dropping points every week. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Uh, very uh, very weird that uh, Napoli dropped points there. But just to finish up uh, on Juve, like, literally my thinking was Ronaldo wasn't playing, so this game doesn't count, you know? So... Oh, so you're still... That, no, but that was my, like, that was, I don't know. I had no sense of worry at all. Uh, but yeah, they drop points. They'll get back on the horse tomorrow uh, against Genoa. Uh, so yeah, Napoli tied as well. So if you look at the recent form for Napoli, their last five games, uh, you have the the most recent draw, win, draw, win. All right, so that's not really a great impressive form as well yeah. as a as a loss. Uh, that would be the Juve loss, I guess. So uh, very, uh, I mean, not overly shaky. I mean, it's still decent, right? So at a possible 15 points, we're looking at eight points. It's not Napoli challenging form. It's not terrible form either, but uh, very strange. Uh, when you compare it to other teams, like Juventus with one draw and four wins, uh, Atalanta with one draw and four wins as well Atlanta, in their past five. Six wins, draws. It's, uh, that's, a, that's the thing. So, uh, you know, Napoli definitely not at the right pace. Even uh, Inter, of course, having better form in the last five games. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting season so far for Napoli, uh, up and down. Um, so we'll see where that goes. They obviously tied this week. They have, yeah. um, they have a big game actually coming up. Uh, um, uh, yeah, against Atalanta. Atalanta at the worst possible time. You're ta you're catching uh, Atalanta. You know who are flying hot. Obviously, three goals against uh, a, three goals against Lazio last weekend, and then uh, this past weekend seven, seven against Udinese. So. Uh, yeah. Guys, seven goals. Seven goals, but uh, if you have a hard time, uh, if you have a hard time comprehending seven goals in a soccer game, wait till we talk about uh, Leicester City. Oh God! Well, that's a good segue, so, actually. Uh, but yeah, just uh, shall we? It was, shall we? Yeah, up north. Uh, yeah, I just want to look here. Uh, so Muriel, two goals last week, three goals this weekend. So he's on fire. Uh, I was just checking to see if my boy, if my boy Gomez scored, but he did not. So he's dead to me. Yeah. Wow, 24 shots. Impressive. 13 on target. Not on. Okay. <laughs> Spoken like a true time. Not on. All right. Uh, yeah, that about wraps up for Serie A. Let's head to, uh, let's head to England, Wiles. Uh, once again, shall we go uh, into the deep end or you want to splash around in the kiddie pool? Let's 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 hit that low uh, that low end first, just because you mentioned Leicester City. Yeah. Uh, they started off on the Friday. Okay, listen. Southampton were down with ten men for majority of this game, but still, yeah, it was only one nothing on the twelfth on the twelfth. Uh, yeah, man, like to let eight more goals come in, at least you know, do it for the fans where you don't want to get. Thrashed, embarrassed like that. Um, I mean, uh, there's not much. There's not much to say because literally just tore them apart. I mean, some of the goals were like, you know, uh, pretty incredible. No, some great uh, goals here. Uh, great goals here. Yeah, I thought Paris, uh, 
gets a hat trick. He gets a hat trick. Uh, I see here Vardy also gets a hat trick. Vardy, Vardy got a hat trick too, and Madison finished oh, it off. Great free kick, James Madison. Great free kick to end it off. Uh, I was actually pretty surprised at how much Leicester was actually still pushing um, to go get those goals. You know. Yeah. Um, apparently, Johnny Evans somehow found out, I guess, from the coaching staff that um, the record, I think, was there to be beaten. Uh, this was like a, at six nothing. Um, I think I, I guess it must be like the most goals without conceding or something. Okay. I'm not sure what what the record was. I just saw that there was a record to be beaten, but uh, yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, and I'm not mad at them. I mean, especially in such a tight league uh, with the positions they're fighting for, goal difference could become a factor. So you know, why not uh, get a Get a decent cushion on that while they can. So uh, fair play to them. They route uh, Southampton away. Uh, so we'll go on, Leicester. Uh, what should we talk about? We should probably go to Chelsea next. Well, are you down? Yeah. Well, some some pretty big news for them, I guess. Pulisic Franny off the mark. Yeah, so he gets a start and... Uh, three three yeah, he, uh, he gets uh, his start, first start in a while, and uh, he... Uh, Frank's he Frank's he thanks Frank Lampard for that start by uh, providing a hat trick <laughs> there. Uh, I'd say the hat trick, great good hat trick for sure. Everyone relax, but but good hat trick. Um, yeah, yeah. Relax. I mean, listen, I can't blame them. It must be uh, one, one. Yeah, I, I know, but it's one game. It's, no, uh, let's not get. Uh, no, but it, it's. It, I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, they, sh- they should be. Um, they should be like pretty impressed by it, and uh, like positive about it for mm-hmm. sure. But let's let's see how he continues. You know, uh, let's see him do this this type of performance week in week well, out. Yeah. Well, it seemed that, like he uh, had a lot more license. I don't know if he just if it's a question of confidence or if this was instructions from Lampard, but to. Uh, to try to dribble, uh, take on some people. A lot of their goals kind of came in a similar fashion. So the first one's obviously the best one, right, of, uh, of the hat trick. So takes on a few people, then slots with his left foot, cross body uh, with a little nutmeg in between there. So uh, that's a great taken goal. That Nothing can be said. The second one, uh, favorable deflection. Uh, so it goes near post. The goalie's not expecting that. Uh, but, you know, you have to get in those positions, take those shots. So uh, good on him. And the third one, I mean, you would never teach a player to score. It's not to score, sorry. You would never teach a player to head a ball like that. Uh, he's kind of facing the <laughs> wrong way, hits it with the back of his head. Uh, very lucky that it goes where he wants, uh, if he even was yeah. going to do that. But again, smart finish considering, you know, if you can't get your body in the way properly, he adapted and scored. Just uh, definitely not textbook stuff, but uh, it's a perfect hat trick as well, right? So left, right foot, and, uh, and header. So a uh, great day for Christian Pulisic. Uh, William gets a fourth. Uh, Burnley make it like a sliver interesting by scoring two goals afterwards, yeah. but that's about it. A little bit free at the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, 86th and 89th minute, like, hmm, it's literally yeah. not a big deal. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. But yeah, Chelsea again, but man, just cruising. Uh, I, I was expecting a very bad year for Chelsea, and I was looking I, forward uh, to it. And I'm getting very upset that it's not coming. I really, uh, I got to hand it to them. I mean, um, I, I've been extremely impressed by Frank and his kids. Yeah. Uh, this says uh, this says I, I'm not. Su- 
I'm not surprised uh, of the um, like credit and the, the praise because uh, everyone thought they would struggle. Um, pretty much them and, uh, and Spurs are like in alternate positions, I would think. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's nice to see because he's implemented what he wants mm-hmm. and he's, uh, he's delivering uh, and he's getting the results. Champions League uh, and in the in the league as well uh, with youth and um, it's very it's very impressive honestly um, uh, very impressive since their last loss uh, at, since their last loss at home against Liverpool they've gone on to win four straight in the league uh, as well as some success in Champions League so uh, very impressive I think as well as six six away wins in a row or something like that. In all competition. Uh, okay. Yeah, could be. They're, uh, now the the Blues are flying. Uh, very surprising, but yeah, the Blues are flying. Uh, let's stick with Blue. Man City uh, keep it up. 3-0. Uh, I guess pretty standard performance for Man City. Not too much here. Um, there's, a, there's a notable red card, right? So Fernandinho uh, late in the game. Kind of unnecessary, right? 87th minute. Yeah, I mean, second yellow. Yeah, uh, kind of unfortunate. So yeah, he uh, he won't be there next game. But yeah, straightforward. Uh, I love the first finish from Sterling. I thought that was great. Uh, takes it in stride onto his left foot, confident onto his weaker foot. Uh, makes the keeper. Uh, just you know, very solid, very typical Man City at the Etihad performance. Not too much to write about, uh, except for Aston Villa's horrible jerseys. Uh, I don't know what the hell this is. I mean, it's like forest green with like a neon red. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Man, that was an evil laugh, Wally. Jeez, you scared me. <laughs> well, it is that time of the year. Um, yeah, I'm getting my my inner my inner demons, you know. For sure. Jeez. Okay. So I don't uh, save it for later and crippled my soul. <laughs> oh my God, my word! All right, let's move on to a uh, happy times. Well, wait. Um, I do have a little little question. Um, right now, mm-hmm. I would think I would consider Man City's best player, and possibly England's best player, Raheem Sterling. hundred oh, percent. My question is to you: Is he considered world class at this point in time? Mm. Would you Would you consider him world class? I don't know who I consider world class in general. Like I, I don't know where to what to do with that. Um, well, world class. For me, there's the, the upper echelon in terms of elite. You have Ronaldo. You have Messi. Whether Neymar is in that category with Hazard, I don't know. Mm. Then you have world class players, the likes of, um, for me, Suarez, Benzema. Uh, Battle Neuer, uh, you know, those types of players. I think at this point, Sterling has improved his game immensely. Last year, and the, actually, no, sorry, before last year, he was criticized uh, tremendously for not taking his chances. For his finishing abilities. Yeah. And he's just like brought his level to another level. Another step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I brought his game to another. Yeah, uh, he's he's just uh, 
And he's he's a joy to watch. He creates goals. He dribbles past players. He scores goals. I mean, he's got incredible vision too. Sometimes, like he delivered a pass. I think it might have been Champions League, and like, oh yeah, it was it was Champions League against Atalanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave this pass. I think it was to Aguero, and like, wow, I was the guy. I find that he's he's moved up to that level of. Of elite, uh, not elite. Sorry, world class. Um, I think uh, I, and he's still, you know, uh, relatively young. He's 24, 25. My word, uh, leaps and bounds. This guy's made. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, I definitely agree. What strikes me the most about him is that you could tell just how much confidence plays a role uh, in uh, in all sports, but you know, especially soccer. He just looks like a confident man, no matter what it is, whether it's making that pass. Remember the pass last week, the little like chipped through ball for David Silva to, to run onto when he smashes at home? Oh, that's it, yeah. There's something creative like that. There's things that you try when you're feeling it, when you're feeling confident or you're feeling in the mood. There's things that you try and there's things that more often than not when you're confident, they come off. Uh, and, and that's what I see here. We're watching Raheem Sterling. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really think about it that way, but man, if, if you don't concern him world class, you would have a harder time proving he's not world class than proving he is. Um, well, that's it, like, more often than not, he's delivering week in, week out, whether it's with the international team as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, he's, he's possibly England's best player. He would be. I would say um, that with, uh, with Kane on his day. Harry yeah. Kane. I mean, Kane is a They would be a different they're a nasty of... partnership. Kane with his hold-up play what? and his... Uh, you know when yeah. you go long to Kane? Like, he wins those headers. Like he, He's very good in the air, Kane. You have Sterling running onto those balls. Like that's a that's a dangerous run too for England. Uh, actually, fun stat here, uh, Wiley for Sterling. He's born uh, about a year and uh, about eleven months before us, so he's twenty four years old. You love when these guys are and their stats eh? and their their. I'm just and I'm their... just so impressed that uh, I'm just so impressed that he right now he's he's gonna be the age we're gonna be in a month's time. Uh, he's turning 25 in December, so he'll be 25. But th- that wasn't the stat, uh, and this isn't either. But I just noticed here he's born in Kingston, Jamaica. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. No, I know. That's uh, interesting. All right, but here comes the stat. Wait, do you know who else is our age? Oh, well, pretty close. Bernardo Silva, he just turned 25 not long ago. Yeah, but that yeah. – This guy is like – I don't know. It's like – I don't know. He seems like a lot older than that. Uh, yeah, because like I've heard from a long time ago. Bernardo Silva, I only knew from that like season in Monaco. So, yeah. uh, Sterling, it feels like it's been ages, man. Like, uh, yeah. Well, I remember he came out uh, 20, 2013. It was his big, big, uh, his big season with Liverpool. Uh, Him, uh, the SAS. SAS, yeah, the hardcore SAS. But uh, so yeah, let's get to my stat now, Wally. Uh, Raheem Sterling with his goal over the weekend equals Messi's thirty-six goals in a calendar year. Hmm. So when you talk about world class, you have to talk oh, about wait. Sterling. Like what? Messi's only scored thirty-six goals in the calendar year. That's what it says. How's that possible? Remember that year he scored? No, like no, no, no. He, he equals in this calendar year. Oh, and this cat. Oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. I mean, 
for a guy who was like a winger, you know, he's not even a striker. It's it's uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, moving on. Um, other side of Manchester. Yeah, so uh, this one, not a lot of people could feel confident going to Norwich here, especially seeing what their uh, what their Manchester rivals did in Norwich. Uh, obviously, losing that game, Man United do better. They do win three one, and um, there's a couple early chances for Norwich, but all in all, the first time in a long time, a comfortable Man United victory. I this think- could have been a lot more. Uh, considering they missed both their penalties given to them. Uh, and I say given <laughs> to them literally because they were given to them. I don't think either was a penalty, really. So uh, I think fair play they didn't score those. But besides that, man, some really nice goals here. Obviously, my boy Scott Saval McTominay's, he, you know, he finishes this corner uh, very nice. He, he strikes it very uh, smoothly into the bottom corner. Uh, so that breaks the ice, right? 1-0. The Rashford goal is exquisite. I'm blanking. I don't know who gives the long ball to him. Uh, comes from the right side, so perhaps a right back or a right infielder. Uh, any idea, Wally? Or was it Daniel James? That's what I'm thinking too. Uh, someone on the right side. Yeah, he gives it, but man, but man, Rashford with his touches on long balls like that, like man, he has a great touch because he takes this down on a dime and then slots it to the keeper's legs. It reminded me to pug butt a Rashford against Chelsea on opening day. Remember that one? So uh, I'm very impressed with this touch with a long-range ball. And then, obviously, the Martial goal. That's uh, The Martial goal was just, man, exquisite. Very good link-up play. And I think it's very nice to have Martial back in the lineup. He, a lot more killer instinct uh, going forward. Man, you have a little bit more bite uh, in their teeth there. Uh, it's a great it's a great back and forth between him and Rashford. Obviously, get along well, those two. Uh, clever finish from Martial. Nice back heel. It reminded me like one of those... Um, not the same, but like one of those like Arsenal goals where they kind of just do like one two one two one two, and then score. You know, like we've seen a few of those. Like, uh, haven't, done, haven't done that. Yeah, in a, a little bit, but you know, just to say. But yeah, that was a great play. Uh, they don't get the clean sheet, unfortunately. Stupid giveaway. And this guy scores, right, Hernandez. And the way he celebrates is as if they just took the lead or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you saw. Well, it, it might it might be his first Premier League goal or something. It might be, but when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I don't know how I would feel as a, a Norwich fan or the manager or teammates. Like this guy's celebrating, like he's not running to get the ball. He's like, I don't know. I saw that, and I'm like, buddy, like you're you're down by two goals now. Like, I I took a major offense to that, to be honest. I, I <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like have seen that. Like a if their score was reversed, let's say, like, I wouldn't, what the hell is that? Like, you don't celebrate like that. Like, uh, I don't know. I didn't care for that. It could be his first Premier League goal, but either way, I don't really care. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's it. So, man, you get three points. Well, I didn't see it, so I can't really comment Yeah, well, uh, it's not even worth commenting on it. So, that guy's dead to me. Uh, so, yeah, man, you oh, get you important did. three points. Uh, actually, very important because obviously the laughing stock of the Premier League that they were very close to the relegation zone. With that win, they bounce all the way up to seventh, believe it or not. So, uh, man, this table yeah. is tight. Shows how close things are. It is insane. For, uh, it is it is redonkulous. From 16th place all the way to seventh place, there's a three point gap. This is crazy. Yeah, that's. that's- Nothing. <laughs> this is insane. 
Insane, insane. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Uh, let's go to Arsenal here. Um, so I don't. Let's keep in mind. I, I, I honestly. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I was watching the zone goal rush. So I'm watching uh, Liverpool Tottenham, right? And they, they just bring you uh, updates showing you the scores. And it would say, okay, like off to the Emirates, Arsenal uh, early lead. I see yeah. this, like kind of shit corner, Socrates, nice finish, whatever. Then again, like a few minutes later, same shit. I thought they were just replaying the corner. I'm like, why are they showing me this? Okay, 2 0. So I'm like, ah, I'm like, I kind of had hope yeah. for Palace. I mean, you know, and I see they're down to nothing. It looks like Arsenal's just going to go on a rampage. Uh, that's not what happened, is it? Yeah. So, uh, so what goes wrong after that? Well, any comment on the two goals? Obviously, very similar. Uh, two corners. Just, uh, just you know, well, one's a penalty. Um, Terrible defending. Just bad Jeez. defending. Just bad defending. Lapses in concentration. Both um, ends. Not yeah. sure what, what, what's going on, really. Um, and uh, I, I'm uh, I don't know I'm a loss for words because you can't take two nothing leads at home against a team like Palace end up drawing. Um, this is this is two weeks in a row of uh, shambolic defending. Just like again, like you mentioned before, just like simple things, like doing it right. You know, doing simple things mm-hmm. right, and they're not not getting that. They're not getting that going. And again, I don't know. Play your center defensive mid. Center defensive mid. Start him. Play Torreira. That's what he was bought for. Again, I don't think he plays the right players. And I don't think he made the right substitutions. I mean, he, he brings he brings on Kolasinac. Uh, instead of bringing on a, an attacking player once it's 2-2. Um, I don't think Honestly, I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even mention anything for this week because I, I just want to see how things go before. The only thing I will mention is uh, what Shaka did, uh, completely disgraceful for a in quotes air quotes captain of the mm-hmm. team. Uh, I I don't um, it's not what someone who who uh, who represents the club should be doing. No, yes, I, it's not what sh- what fans should be doing either. I mean, uh, that, sh- that the fact that he's he's gotten the abuse uh, and he's gotten like death threats sent to him and his wife as well. Uh, that's completely disgraceful from a fan base, and it's not the first time it has happened. We've done uh, well, when I say we, I mean people like in England have done this before to tons of players mm-hmm. at Arsenal, and uh, it, it's happening again and. Um, but, like, you should not be reacting like that. No, and at a certain point, because I, I feel for him that in the sense, like, the manager is picking him. The manager made him captain. At a certain point... What... No, actually, the manager did not pick him as captain. The players voted. Okay, well, there you go. Anyways, either way, the manager approves, yeah. right? I mean, uh, so let's say that... Either way, the manager is too soft enough to make his decisions. So, so let's... Do you have a manager that did, won't... Okay, fine, he won the popular vote, but if the manager is not putting uh, his foot down, the players some see something in him to give him the, the armband, right? Uh, he's getting picked I... to play, which is up to the manager, right? So this, a lot of what he's... The fact that he's in that position, I can't blame him. But there's certain things that he does have to control. First of all, his play. 
his play is up to him, right? So he could do that. He's playing in the right position, right? That's where he's supposed to be. That's where Granajak is supposed to play. So, it, you know, just perform. I, I, Another thing, which is even a lot easier than playing better, is when your team is down, down. When your team is tying 2-2, but everyone knows you're technically down, you know, this is, you're looking for a goal, run off the pitch, run to the sideline. Don't walk. Because if you listen closely at the beginning, it's not that bad. And then it's when he really takes his time and starts to continue well, walking. Horace. That's when the abuse comes. Horace. And I don't, I don't, in a way, I don't blame the fans. I know. I'd be screaming too. What? Get off, man. But again, if that's I your mean, mentality, like, like maybe I'll waste some time because this Palace team is really coming at us right now. Like, no, like it's Arsenal playing at home. You should be winning this game. Get off the pitch. Like, leave. Like, uh, so he kind of brings it up no, himself. I know. Uh, we'll see what comes about from that. I'd have to guess not much, probably nothing. Well, no, because uh, apparently uh, Emery demanded that he apply, apologizes to the Arsenal fans, and he rejected that. Um, there's been rumors saying that uh, some senior players visited Shaka's house to just uh, see how he was doing. Um, Emery apparently spoke to him there's a statement came out yeah. um as well uh it's just it's not it's not things you want to be seeing surrounding the no, club but i don't think anything drastic is going to be done I, I think he'll probably still be captain he'll probably start next game i uh, I, I find it the thing is uh emery doesn't have the balls to do anything about it mm. and he i think he would lose part of the dressing room if he does uh, strip him of the captaincy because a lot of the players Still, and I, I agree, Shaka is a leader. He does, he's very vocal. He does get players, you know, he does try to get them to to play to play better. Of course, he's always, um, he's not always like fully concentrating or he'll make bad decisions, but I do see him as a, as a type of leader. Um, whether he's the best one at Arsenal, I don't know. But um, I think that'll be that for Arsenal this week. I just want to see. Uh, I don't want to like keep on bashing them each week. Um, kind of getting annoying now. Yeah, uh, no, I understand, and I'm glad we didn't make a big deal uh, about VAR this week, Wally, because uh, I know we have to talk about it in the match of the week. No, I, um, I, I, and then yeah. this one. I'm not gonna even mention it. Complete, complete, completely wrong decision. But you know, I'm not even surprised anymore by VAR. So. Yeah. Uh, like, like I that. said, I thought Man U's penalties were very soft as well. Uh, so kind of, uh, and 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 we'll get to the match of the week. I think that one's extremely soft as well. So yeah, a very tricky weekend for VAR once again. But I'm so fed up with talking about it. I'm glad we kind of uh, brushed over it. Uh, one, I actually want to stick with right. for just one second. Um, the uh, the Guendouzi tackle on Zaha, yay or nay? <laughs> Man, that was or are you for it or against it? Wait, which is mean? how do you feel about it? Well, <laughs> well, listen. If he doesn't do that, he's going through. Yeah, there's like there's next to him. Yes, uh, I don't think it's a red card. It's it's in Palace's half, and there's there's guys. So it's not denying a clear goal scoring opportunity. The tackle is just funny in itself. Yeah, I just wish it was like, more of a. Just more of a soccer. T- I I think like he kind of tripped him, something like that. Yeah, the fact that he grabs it was, him, it wasn't mm, even. I don't know. Yeah, it was just. I, I just laughed at that point. I was like, 
Wow. Okay. Uh, it was um, funny. Just when I, especially the way he tackled them, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I agree, it's it's a yellow, right? We're so far into the half. It's yeah, like, yeah, But yellow. when you grab him, when it's so was obvious it, like that, was it endangering him? I don't think so. No, was make it so obvious, like not even a soccer challenge. That's when I think, like, I kind of saw that. So I'm like, man, I'm like, if he got a red carded right here, I would say, like, okay. I wouldn't even be surprised if he got red carded. I would not though. have been surprised. Like, it's kind of like. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it warrants it enough. No, me neither. But yeah. it's like borderline assault. Yeah. <laughs> like in a weird way. If I do that, if I do that to you in the street. <laughs> you're spending the night in the dark. You might press charges if you didn't That's know. That's it. So uh, kind of weird. But uh, you might press charges even you know. I, I would I press know. charges. Uh, so yeah, that was, well, uh, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> All right, so before we run out of time here, Wally, let's uh, let's do our due diligence and let's do some match of the week. Hit me with that song, Wiles. Oh, yeah. Very nice, Wiles. That was one of your best ones yet. As always, let's get right into it. Uh, Liverpool at home at Anfield against uh, Tottenham. Uh, great atmosphere for this one. Uh, on the zone, it was actually pretty cool. They showed the whole... Uh, the whole intro, like uh, coming anthem. out and the anthem playing, it was. Uh, it looked like a hell of a, a hell of an evening, uh, early evening in Liverpool. Uh, so very cool stuff there. Um, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. At the same time, let's do so. So Liverpool win two to one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's just start here with the lineups, right? So I have them in front of me. It's the typical Liverpool lineup we've come to accept, except. For Lovren in place of Joel Matip, uh, so uh, why wasn't Matip there again? Uh, was it an injury or He's injured? Yeah. Okay. Injury. So Lovren comes in, and I yeah. saw a lot of uh, pre-game speculation, and that's the weak link in in this Liverpool side that I thought that I'm going to ask a goal at. Uh, and I think they did. Well, we'll get into it obviously further, but they I think they tried as much as they could to avoid Van Dijk and go towards uh, Lovren. Well, just- side is much weaker you've got alexander arnold uh, out of the fullbacks he's definitely the weaker one and the right side at center back who's also the weaker one in, in this case i think they actually should have maybe switched van dyke to the right side but you know uh, obviously not they didn't <laughs> yeah I, do uh correct me if i'm wrong but i, I find center backs really don't change much that where they play in the center uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, they should. I'm trying to think. Ramos has always been a Van Dyke, like left center, left center back. Uh, I'm thinking Maguire. Yeah. He's played every game for Manu, left center back as well. Um, so uh, Socrates has played both. Okay, not a great example, but yes, keep I mean, going. It depends. It depends. No, I know, but it depends. Uh, <laughs> more yeah. No, I agree, but uh, no, I would say. I mean, but all in all, I mean. Uh, Liverpool are such a great side, even by having Lovren, who is not a bad defender. He's he's prone for a mistake, but no, he's not. You know, um, yeah. I think actually he played pretty of course, decent. Of course, he did. I mean, you know, you're next to Van Dyke. You're, you're on a confident team as well, a team that has a ball all the time. Uh, I don't think there was too much really to uh, to point fingers at Lovren. If we switch over to the Spurs lineup uh, again, looking at it here. 
Um, obviously, that goalie change is not a surprise anymore. It's going to be like that for a long time, right? Uh, we have the front three of Son, Kane, Eriksson. Uh, Deli Ali starting, Winks, Sizoko, and then Rose, Sanchez, Alderweireld, and Aurier. So, they, they had, I think they had them lined up like 4-2-3-1. I have the lineup here as 4-3-3, but uh, that kind of switches. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Listen, uh, I, I assume they were playing for 10 men because Eriksson had a awful game. Uh, Shocker. Shocker at the same time, just like non-existent. So, it's... I have a I have a whole list of them actually who who uh, didn't do much this yeah. game. So let's get yeah, ready. Yeah, let's go. So uh, without further ado, the, the game starts off uh, terrifically. So uh, Son's able to break through. Um, just before that, yeah. though, I know you're gonna just start. Liverpool actually go very close to scoring right away, and then immediately right after. Spurs. What's on the, the chance for Liverpool right away? I I can't remember, but it was really close. It crosses like across the face oh, of the goal. Okay. Uh, chance, but like still, it was like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then obviously, I mean, this is kind of uh, this was Spurs' plan, right? Kind of absorb that Liverpool pressure and then break uh, counter. I mean, uh, it seems like Liverpool is very uh, uh, sorry, not Liverpool, but Spurs. They seem to really enjoy Son's uh, Son's pace going forward, especially counterattacking. He does really well here. Uh, driving at that back line, cuts inside. Uh, a mental diffraction from uh, from Lovren coming off his head. Just a crazy circumstance where he hits the bar, comes back. And I think Kane does extremely well to... Of course, Kane. Like a contortionist, of just course. wraps his neck around that ball and scores. Like, uh, I, I think like a fantastic goal. Like I'm so impressed that he scored that. Like He, sh- he should, don't get me wrong, but wow. Like he... Uh, this guy, sometimes he scores these goals and they don't look all too impressive, but you look at them and it's like, man, like he is just good at scoring goals. <laughs> well, he just finds himself at the right place at the right time more often than not. I uh, I just have, like, I'm just wondering again, does Van Dyke, because he stops as, as soon as Son Yeah, he this, gives up on the he play. Stops, yeah. He loses King. And uh, should he have been more aware of where he is? uh, Or he's simply the best, Wally. You can't critique anything he does. That's why. (laughs) To me, well, you got to follow the play and like check back where if there's guys behind you, you know, uh, closing in. But he obviously does not do that. He just stands still, too late to react. Mm. One nil, 47 seconds. Yeah, and, and so, so starts this play too. Like he triples past a couple of guys, very strong running off the side. Yeah, I like Sizoko. He's a powerful midfielder, a workhorse. Yeah, he's one of the best runners with a ball actually I've ever seen. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, he can't he can't finish for beans, but he can sure run well, with it. That's uh, that's why we pay him the big bucks. Just joking. They pay him. You know, a pretty decent wage. Uh, Just so uh, you know, that's, that's how they are over there uh, at the Spurs Stadium. They've got that wage structure about them. So let's. Uh, there could be some bonuses we're not aware of. Well, we'll never know. Yeah, like scoring bonuses that he'll never yeah. get. 
maybe some 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 handsome <laughs> some uh, some handsome bonuses too maybe and i don't just mean generous i mean strictly on looks oh okay <laughs> tall dark and handsome uh, most of his oko <laughs> so uh let's see here in the first i would say 10 to 15 it kind of looks like spurs are saying game on like we have the lead they they kept the ball pretty well uh you know they they seem pretty convincing liverpool se- seemed uh, kind of out of it a lot of misplaced passes they didn't seem up for it and i kind of i started thinking like oh wow like is this going to be is this going to be it you know like man you gave them all they could handle last week uh now i said are spurs going to surprise them and then from about the 20th minute onwards 20th. yeah yeah i i put here 25 minutes plus actually yeah pretty much my yeah. um I, the first 20, 25 minutes or so, I was there like, man, has it become the thing where teams have just, they just know how to play against Liverpool now? Are they too predictable in terms of high press, play from the fullbacks? And, and for those first 20 minutes, I thought maybe teams now know exactly what they're that's, all about. And they know how yeah, to Yeah, that's what I thought as well. And then they turn it up a notch. Yeah, and uh, they were bombarding. It was uh, it was suffocating. It was suffocating play uh, from Liverpool. It was relentless. They basically played at a pace, and not just a pace, but at a quality that basically no other team can can match. Essentially, and it's yet to be seen with with Man City and obviously the bigger Champions League sides. But when they get to a certain level, when they're rolling with with that ferocity and everything, it's just. They look unplayable at their best. They really do, and it's too much. Oh, it's it's insane, you know. And the fact that this, uh, the fact that it took kind of a while for, to get this this equalizer. I mean, that whole first half, chance after chance after chance. Uh, guys, I need big, massive, oh, saves. massive saves. I mean, Salah cutting in. Yeah, uh, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold Arnold had a cracker of a shot. Uh, Van Dyke's header was insane. What a reaction stop! Uh, yeah, pretty uh, some big, big save. And Spurs, uh, after at that point, they just looked really, really passive. Yeah, uh, they couldn't do. They couldn't do anything. Impressive. They couldn't really handle it. Um, I think uh, I, I'm trying to think what they could have done instead. I, I think they just they bunkered in a little bit too much. Um, they didn't have the right they, system they were, really to go after it. They they didn't set up properly after taking the lead. They just uh, they just wanted to hold back, and uh, Liverpool were rampant. I mean, uh, the fullbacks going forward. Uh, I just I can't help but think if you're playing Liverpool, and I'm looking at Spurs' sheet, like team sheet here. I, I just can't. Okay, you have Son, like kind of plays a second striker, but usually on the left, right. Kane up the middle is good because Kane, I find he's so good in the air to with those flick ons and, and hold up play. Like he he's it's a very under um, underrated part of his yeah, underappreciated part of his game. So that's good. But man, I'm telling you, if you put Son right where where Andy Robertson's supposed to be, and you put let's say uh, a Lucas Mora or Lucas Eric Lamella, yeah. one of them on where Ericsson played on the right, man, the, the considering that Ericsson performed at a a minus rating this game. I, I don't. I don't like when he's playing on the right. He's not. First of all, he's not quick no. enough. He doesn't do defensive work, and uh, he, he's too isolated. That's at that it. Point. And another. 
Daily Alley, I have not seen anything from him, and it's been a long, long time. It's yeah, he had a flash. I, I feel like he had a few flashes either in the first half or early in the second half, where he kind of had a few glimpses that he had a few combination plays that looked okay. But overall, uh, I guess it's another disappointing performance. Uh, definitely not uh, what he needed. And I'm trying to see here if he. Uh, if he comes off, I'm trying to look for the substitutions because I, I just don't think that Pochettino really set it up properly. I think he should have went for pace no, I... to get behind those fullbacks. I think he should have took the players off who were not performing uh, a lot earlier. Um, let me see here. Yeah, I think the substitutions were were too too negative and too late. Uh, I mean, he brought uh, too negative and too late. I mean, he brought on uh, Mora and Los Celso the last six minutes of the game. At that point, you're bringing on, like, offensive players. But, like, too little too late now. Before that, he, he subbed the Dombele for, for wings. Yeah, 63rd. Uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, what are you going to do about that? Um, yeah, Lucas Mora comes on eventually for Aurier. And, uh, and then the last one, uh, Los Celso for Ericsson. I thought that. I thought both uh, Spurs fullbacks had horrible games, defensively and going forward. Aurier, of course, the mistake, lapse in concentration, not paying attention to what's going on behind him, and uh, going forward, not enough. Or um, Danny Rolls as well, just looked, uh, just didn't look sharp. I, I, too many, too many of these players go have been missing this season for Spurs. Yeah, and I think there's a lot surrounding it. The uncertainty of their big, big players, contracts running out, uh, Pochettino wanting to move on in the summer, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's something at play here. It's um, it really makes you wonder how this team made a Champions League final last year. Yeah, I I was looking at a stat. They lost twenty games last year, and they made it to the Champions League final. They lost 13 league games, and they made it to the Champions League final. Yeah, that's... Uh, to me, that's not a team who goes to the Champions League final. That's pretty... Imp- especially when you consider, I think that Man City in all competitions lost four or five times last year. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And one of those times was Spurs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, but, I mean, we've talked about uh, Spurs disappointing, but the uh, let's not forget that the that sun hits the post. Oh, sorry, the crossbar. Oh yeah, right. Very very early on second That's half. That's it. So uh, well, I, we kind of jumped the gun. Uh, Henderson's goal, but yeah, son. I mean, he does well. It stays on his feet, which was kind of surprising considering how anytime a goalie gets near your ankles, uh, it's licensed to fall, you know, uh, and just drop. But he stays on his feet. He spikes it off the crossbar. Uh, that kind of changed everything. I mean. Uh, that really could have changed oh, everything. Of course. Uh, again, a flick from Kane, I think, into the path of uh, of Son, I believe. Uh, no, a ball came long. Ah, I can't remember now. How did Son find himself there? I just remember him latching onto it. I forget how the ball came in. Uh, it might have been a flick from Kane. I'm trying to think now. But yeah, that, I mean, that could have that could have put the game on its head. You know, I mean, with the way Liverpool were playing, I think it was just a matter of time. They probably would have got an equalizer and scored again anyway. But, uh, but yeah, uh, let's go here to Henderson. Uh, great goal as well. Um, somewhat shanks it, but uh, does exactly what he needs to on do. On his weaker. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, he kind of fans on it, but he, in the same time, he does exactly he, what he has to do to score. So, 
yeah. uh, great finish. I was very surprised he, he did that. Um, so that's 1-1. One, one. And then I kind of want to skip ahead to the, uh, to the penalty. And, and what's, what's your take here on the, uh, on the penalty? I thought it was a penalty. Okay. I think, I think listen, credit to Mani. He's quick enough, so quick. To put his, his leg in front of Audier, um, listen, there's there's enough contact. Uh, to me, uh, it's a foul. It's a foul in the box. And uh, if that's if that happens anywhere else on the field, it's given as a free kick. So, I don't know. To me, I, I find it was a penalty. I know you, you're, you're, uh, you're not thinking the same. But do you think it's a soft penalty, or you think it's, it's just clear cut and, and game over? I think it's a soft penalty because, uh, like, is it is it a very good goal scoring chance? Not no, so much. He's going that's away not from necessary the necessary either. I mean, that's. Uh, uh, I, I'm just. It's clumsy from already. I don't even I, think he's. I don't he think obviously it's doesn't see it at all. I, I think it's just very unfortunate. I, I can't even imagine blame. I can't even put the blame on him. Like I, uh, I feel bad for the guy. Like, he has no idea that he that he's there. But I mean, yeah, but like, what are you gonna do? I mean, uh, not give it because he didn't know he was there. Well, I think intent yeah. has a lot to do with with a penalty being given. I don't think there's any intent from already there. Last he saw, Mane was on the ground because they both go to the ground, uh, fighting for an aerial ball. Uh, Aurier pops up first, Mane soon after. My, my problem is that Aurier is doing the motion. He's looking straight ahead. He has the ball in front of him. He starts his motion. So he's clearly playing the ball. Mane steps in front of him. Steals the ball, or he falls through and hits him. So it probably is a penalty. I, I'm having a hard time differentiating if I'm if I'm saying that it's not a penalty because I don't think it's a penalty, or if I'm saying I was just like disappointed <laughs> that it was given because like ah oh, like that sucks, you know, like penalty, but that's so unfortunate, you know. I, I feel like I'm leaning towards it's so unfortunate, but also the play looked identical to last week uh, Atalanta Lazio. When Immobile steps in front of the defender, oh. the exact same thing happens, and you said it was a weak penalty. That's my point. And to I, me, it's the same play. I, mean, I didn't even see any contact last week. No. I mean, no, no, no. Hold on. Uh, there were, I remember looking at it a couple times, no, and I'm like, the, man, remember, I still... Immobile got two penalties. No, I know. And both of them, I didn't... Oh, oh, the second one. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, because that one, he runs, right? The defender's trying to play the ball, and, and Immobile kind of cuts him off. And we kind of both said, eh, if anything, it's a foul on, on Immobile, yeah. you know? Because that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, man, I'm like, Manny kind of obstructs Aurier in a way. Like, he, he gets in his motion. He puts... Yeah, but he's quicker to get yeah, to the ball. Yeah, but he's not tackling. He's, he's clearing. That That's the thing, like... I feel like, in a way, just like it wasn't Immobile, I would have called it the other way. Like, I would see, I could see obstruction. Uh, point is, I don't know. Let's say, let's say uh, the ball's in the air, mm-hmm. right? I go to clear it. I'm looking at the ball. I go to clear it. Someone comes in quick enough uh, and he puts his head on the ball. The guy smashes him in the face. Would that be given a penalty? He doesn't see him coming in. Or he smashes him in the chest or whatever. Uh, the defenseman clearing it doesn't see him, but the attacker gets there first. 
Would that be given a penalty? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's a lot more blatant, yeah. right? Because we're talking about in the air and hitting a face or chest. Oh, I know. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know how hard he, he taps him on the leg here um, for him to go over Manning. Oh, I, I don't think I don't think too much, but I think there's still enough contact to to deem it a penalty. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I. It's annoying that it's like a couple of games running that Liverpool get like penalties. Well, well that's the game. thing, and it's a couple of times where it's Manny again. The, the one, uh, the one on Albrighton. I mean, listen, we know how I feel about that. I didn't think that was a penalty. Th- that was soft. This is not as soft, but still, it's a couple of penalties now with Manny where I'm just like, I don't trust this guy in the box. You know, if I'm an opposition player, I'm not, I'm not going near him. You know. Uh, not saying he's the diver, but I'm just saying uh, at a certain point, it's not a coincidence anymore. Something's happening here. Uh, but more or less, it's the same. This sounded negative, but it's actually positive because Manny on both both those penalties, he could have easily just not done anything and nothing would have been given. And who knows what the results of those games would go on to be. In this game, he gets up and he fights back for the ball, gets the before gets a foul. Same thing against Albrighton. Remember, he's first to react to the ball puts Albrighton in a bad place to make a decision. So it's his effort, it's his relentlessness that basically is provoking these chances. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, if I'm a defender of the Premier League, I'm, I'm staying away from, uh, from Sergio Mane in the box because uh, that bastard will go down and uh, they, they will have a penalty. <laughs> so uh, yeah, what do you think of Salah's penalty uh, besides it being uh, awful? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, besides it, like, what do you think of it besides him no. scoring? No, I, yeah. It was penalty. Stay in the middle, which I like, by the way. I think that's very underutilized for a goalkeeper. I mean, he, if he literally dives. Foot out, it was so close to the um, middle. If he would have put one of his long legs out. I, I didn't like the way he ran up. To the, uh, I thought it was a terrible penalty. Uh, I think he gets very lucky there, uh, Mohamed Salah, uh, shortly after he comes off for an injury. Uh, I just a very good penalty taker himself. Yeah, well, yeah, the one, he, uh, the one against Arsenal earlier in the season was a cracker. Just this one I didn't like at all. I didn't think it was good, but uh, that's fine. He comes off injured. Uh, has there been news on that? Is it serious? or I don't believe so. But... No, I don't think so. Uh... I don't think it's serious. I haven't heard anything. Very well, Wally. Uh, So just in wrapping up the game, I think it's safe to say that... um, Probably for Liverpool. uh, Because besides the the crossbar and the goal uh, for Spurs, they didn't have too much else going forward. Liverpool, second half a bit less, but... uh, No, yeah, I have no doubt about it. Definitely deserved. Uh, definitely deserved. It's more when I look about the landscape, um, Liverpool are just getting these points when they need them. And, I, I mean, we could start to say there's been some frailties with that late penalty with Leicester, uh, equalizing late against Man U, uh, even this one relying on a penalty to win the game. I'm not buying into that uh, to that headline, to that storyline. Uh, I still think it's a very good team, and I think it's uh, they got to win it. They gotta win it this year, and uh, everything's pointing in that direction. So this year, yeah. I mean, especially you you watch the way they play, and you get the same feeling when you'd watch Man City too. Like that that suffocating, that relentless pressure, that that just that 
uh, just it, it must be horrible to play against. You know, you feel like a like a boa constrictor around around the neck. You know, but I do find like the the, the plays are are much different. Like, Man City is beautiful to watch in terms of the, the the nice passing and everything. Liverpool is just so much more exciting, like in terms of the intensity. Oh, because and... Liverpool's the joker. He they thrive in the chaos. That's you know that's that's all it is. They they appreciate that. It's uh, they lose the ball, they win it back. Uh, the pressing, the counter pressing, it, it's and then it's fast. It's uh, the the fullback play. I think is a, ex- exceptional as well. I think uh, uh, Trent uh, TAA over there. He uh, he had a hell of a game. He uh, man, a few, I, a few I, crosses I, that he put in, I thought were absurd. I do have I do have some notes on him specifically. Okay. Um, I think he's probably one of the best attacking fullbacks. Uh, definitely to date, like right now at this mm-hmm. moment, I still think defensively he has a lot to work on because his positioning is not always right. Uh, his decision making and rashness sometimes uh, not always mm-hmm. right. Uh, he's still extremely young. He's like twenty twenty one. Uh, I think the better fullback is Robertson. Um, better defensively and uh, going forward, uh, still providing like enough enough. Uh, Enough like assists and and dangerous balls in the boxes. Trent is a better like athlete and better passer and mm, better crosser, vision. Yeah, but I think all, overall, um, Robertson would be the better the better fullback in this mm-hmm. case. Of course, he's young, so he's still learning his trade and, and whatnot. But uh, I um I saw this. Uh... I saw this narrative about uh, there was this article written I forget where but it was talking about how Klopp um, kind of reinvented modern uh, reinvented like I don't know if they were saying like just like modern soccer and, and the use of modern fullbacks and, and the importance and man I couldn't disagree more because I mean, a big part of Liverpool is is the fact that they have these attacking fullbacks that just make it impossible for you to get out your own half and it's a lot of what they do comes from their fullbacks you know their their necessity and. It shows that both of them are in the top for uh, assists, right? Um, uh, and those leaderboards, very impressive numbers. So they're they're producing. But you look back at a lot of the great teams. If you just pull, if you just pull some Champions League winners, yeah. they all have attacking fullbacks. Um, Barca. Barca, my God, Man City, yeah. Um, so that's it. Yeah, it was Barca. I was thinking, uh, obviously Jordi Alba and Dani Alves. Um, I was thinking Madrid, Carvajal, and Marcelo at the time during their run were the both of the uh, they each had they were each the best fullback on their side, you know. Uh, um, I was thinking even Bayern Munich as well uh, with uh, Alaba and Lamb. Um, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. There was another team also. Um, Barca, Madrid, no, Bayern. But I- Oh, I can't think of a, but there's been a lot of teams that you look at them and a big, you know, th- there's been a great attacking fullbacks. This is not, I don't think, reinventing the wheel. I think, I think great, great fullbacks, but I don't think I've ever seen so many uh, like assists and chances created from directly. No, as probably, much. I think the stats will, will, will argue that with you, but uh, probably direct assists. No, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Marcelo and Carvajal were just as important to anyone on that that like that team, you know. Uh, 
besides maybe maybe Ronaldo or something, but they're man, very immense in, in the way that play was formed. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess Liverpool, to a certain extent, it's because you are seeing those numbers being produced, those direct assists. So maybe. No, they're definitely not. Ironic, because they're essentially a bunch of kids. So, um, Well, yeah, still, man, that's so yeah. young. That's so young. Like, that's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so well done to Liverpool. Any uh, final thoughts on the match of the week, Wally? Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad Spurs lost. I mean, at least it was slight consolation for me. Um, Liverpool continued to, uh, to kind of start slow and uh, pick up the pace during these mm-hmm. games. Still a force to be reckoned with. I mean, anyone that goes to Anfield obviously will have uh, a great test ahead of them. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering when the when the Liverpool Man City game is is coming. November. Oh, November. I'm not sure, but it's in November. Oh, November tenth. Yeah. Damn. There you go. That's pretty soon. Shit. There you go. Um, let's set up the next week's. Uh, yeah, I was gonna week. say. I was gonna say. Keep your app open, Wally. So let's uh, let's pick some games for next week. So, uh, what do you got? Teddy app, Premier League match of the weeks. There's Everton Spurs. Other than that, notable games. I would say I don't know, Arsenal's hosting Wolves. Man United. Hmm. Hmm. Not much else. So what are we picking? Oxford Chelsea. Um, Just pick one, Wally. You could do a a lesser team match of the week, maybe? Like a a Brighton Norwich? Hmm. Switch it up. Force us to watch. I'm, uh, the... I'm actually very curious. Uh, I'm sure you won't mind, but the Arsenal game intrigues me because I haven't gotten a chance really to watch Wolves this season, and I, I'm kind of curious as to see why my Wolf Pack isn't playing like my Wolf Pack. Fair enough. Well, I was going to watch them anyways, but alrighty, so sounds Arsenal good. Wolves, we'll choose that one. I said there was uh, Napoli against Roma. Oh, fantastic. Um, there's also there's big games everywhere though. Bologna Inter should be pretty pretty intense mm-hmm. too. Uh, then we've got uh, Milan Lazio and Parma Fiorentina. Nice. Some decent oh. Serie A clashes then uh, this week. Maybe Roma Napoli. Considering I haven't watched Napoli too much either. Um, Inter, I'm kind of seeing them pretty much week in week out. Same goes for Padma and Milan. We just saw them last week. Perfect. I'm not really looking forward to watching them. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, so plenty of action, and we'll make sure to cover it all here on Sock Talk uh, next week. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Uh, don't forget to uh, to like, subscribe, and review the podcast, uh, wherever podcasts are, are, wherever you get your podcasts, basically. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Sock Talk Pod. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been trying to tweet more and try to uh, stir up some conversation there. So that should be interesting. 
so tell a friend as usual. Uh, help us out, you know, spread the word, spread the gospel, as we like to say. We're just a bunch of missionaries here at Sock Talk. Uh, any final comments, Wiley? Oh, sorry. No, I was uh, I was looking at these uh, these upcoming games. No, no final comments. Um, should be some crackers mm-hmm. next week. Um, I'll try to try to catch up on some of the the news surrounding, um, you know, transfer speculation and uh, breaking news on the Arsenal front Fantastic. for sure. Looking forward to it. And uh, since Wally's already checked out, I suggest I do the same. So uh, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Sock Talk, where they sock and we talk. Yeah.